Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. We're joined once again by our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us. And thank you all for making it through 12 Days of Christmas. We have arrived on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to talk about uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the original from 1947. And it's the one where they put Santa Claus on trial. Uh <laughs> Uh, Ashley, no. Uh, have Ashley tell us a little bit about this movie. All right. So Miracle on 34th Street, it's a Christmas classic beloved by many. Um, it stars uh, Edmund Gwynn as Chris Kringle, uh, a man who believes he is Santa Claus. Um, he finds his way as he ends up being Santa Claus in the Thanksgiving Day Parade because the intended Santa Claus is too intoxicated to do it. And he's such a big hit in the parade that he um, gets hired as the Macy's um, Santa Claus for um, the Christmas season. And um, there he makes quite a name for himself. And uh, Mr. Macy is one of his biggest fans. Um, However, there's a rather horrible psychologist working at Macy's who um, thinks that because Kris Kringle is so convinced that he is actually Santa Claus, that he must be mentally ill. And this ends up with him being sent to a mental institution and then ending up in court um, trying to prove that he is not an imposter. So that's kind of the the plot of Miracle on 34th Street. Um, Ryan, what do you think about this movie? So this is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I, I really enjoy it. I, I really do love it. <laughs> um, it's I, I think it's a, it's a fun, it's a sweet movie. Um, I really like... Um, Edmund Gwynn's um, character as Chris Kringle, and I really like his interaction with uh, Susan, the little girl who at the time was played by Natalie Wood. Um, Glennis and I watch this every year. Um, we usually watch it around the time, like right after Thanksgiving, because it starts in the Thanksgiving Day Parade and it works its way up to Christmas. So we kind of kick off our December with watching this film. It's a sweet movie. Um, yeah, I, I just, it, it, there's a lot to love about it and I, I really do, do like it a lot. <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay. So I first saw this movie, I've only seen this movie twice now. Um, the first time I saw it, I was a kid, so many, many moons ago. Um, the only things I really remembered about it, um, were, and, and by the way, folks, this is a 74-year-old film, so we are going to just talk about it. So if you haven't seen it yet, you know, just be forewarned. But uh, the only things I remembered about it as a kid were a little bit from the trial. Um, mm-hmm. And the very end, when they happen upon this house that uh, the little girl wanted. Okay. Um, but I also, for, I also remember feeling very unsettled by it. I did not have a very good association with it, the memory of it. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was a kid. So I just sort of have discounted that a little bit as, as I was going into it for this viewing for this uh, episode. And boy, is this an uh, unsettling Christmas movie? Um, <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, and this will all depend, I guess, on what you want to get out of a Christmas movie, right? It starts off good enough. Um, I mean, 
I don't want to steal your, any of your thunder, Ashley. But I'll let, I'll let you say real quick. You, your favorite part is toward the beginning, right? Oh yeah, I loved seeing the uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I, apparently they actually filmed that during the parade. Yeah, the 1946 one. The 1946 parade. So it was just fascinating to me to mm-hmm. see because we had just watched the uh, 2021 parade, and so it was just fascinating to see um, how it's changed and how it's stayed the same. I mean, you still have Santa Claus and you still have the 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 balloons, but now everything is, you know, amped up to 11 because, you know, that's how we roll these days. The balloons are huge now. And I, I just thought it was amusing how how tiny the balloons were in, in, <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. No, that was my, that was one of my favorite parts. And then not long after that, you know, when he, as, as uh, you mentioned, he gets hired, Chris Kringle gets hired on to be the Santa, the Santa and Macy's. Mm-hmm. Some of those scenes were, you know, um, like there's a little, She's a Dutch orphan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he speaks Dutch to her. Uh, I, I, th- those, that was a you know, cute scene. Oh, yeah, scene. that was a heartwarming scene. You know, when he's being Santa Claus. Um, but this movie, like, um, it's, it's not just the Macy's psychologist that is after him. I mean, it's Maureen O'Hara, who, I mean, she's one of the stars of the movie, we should say. I mean, Maureen O'Hara, the veteran actress, um, she works at Macy's. She's dating a guy played by John Payne. Um, she has a daughter played by Natalie Wood. I mean, but Maureen O'Hara, like her spidey sense starts tingling when Chris Kringle's like, yeah, I'm the real Santa. And she gets very, I mean, everyone starts to get very suspicious of him. I mean, it, I was saying afterward to you that I'm like, wow, stuff escalates quickly in this movie. Like, <laughs> it, you know, nobody is in a very much of a holiday spirit and they just. They start going after this dude. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but again, mm-hmm. what, you, what you get out of a Christmas movie may vary. Um, but I, for my Christmas movie, I don't want Santa on trial. <laughs> and as a kid, I found it unsettling. And as an adult, I found it unsettling. Um, there's also, there's also, um, he doesn't defend himself really very well. And here's the thing. And I did, it's funny, as, as a kid, my takeaway when the movie was over was I was like, yeah, that was a real Santa, yo. I mean, that was Santa Claus, <laughs> you know? And as an adult, my takeaway was, oh, they're purposely trying to make this ambiguous. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not going to, they're leaving it open ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found that, um, somewhat unsatisfying. I have more to say, but I'll I'll hand it off now. To yeah, I mean they leave it ambiguous, but I mean I have a I have a pretty clear opinion. What's that? <laughs> I mean he lives in a home for for older people, right? Right. Yeah. Santa Claus doesn't live in an old age home. He lives at the North Pole. Yeah, he lives in an old old age home in New Jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> But what I like about this movie is uh, uh, Edmund Gwynn, who mm. we should say won an Oscar for his portrayal of Santa Claus or Chris Kringle in this movie, and is very, very much deserved because I think he's brilliant in it. Um, he just projects this love and warmth and, um, I don't know, there's a twinkle in his eye and a sincerity that just makes you think, yes, indeed, he is Santa Claus. Absolutely. So it's a great performance. Um yeah, I wish I liked the the rest of the movie as much as I like his performance. Um, you know, 
yeah, Maureen O'Hara and her daughter, they're, they're skeptics, right? Um, but, you know, I think part of the, the point of the movie is that he's, he wins them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not through love or anything like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, cut in. But... <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Natalie Wood, the, the daughter in this, because she's a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gets on this kick where it's like she wants a house. Right. A nice suburban house, mm-hmm. right? And she tells Chris Kringle, she's like, now if you're the real Santa Claus, you'll give me this house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know. She's like, well, okay, I guess you're just lying then. <laughs> I guess you're just not Santa Claus. And he's like, I'm just saying, you know. And, and so she goes on this. She's a little terror for the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> spoiled little brat. Um, and then finally at the end, actually, it's, it, and again, this goes really weird. I mean, after the trial's over, Chris Kringle, he tells Maureen O'Hara and an old boy played by John Payne, her, 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 her boyfriend or whatever, uh, he's like, all right, now you go through the subdivision on this way and like you turn to the street and, and they're like, why? He's like, I'm just, just go on here. <laughs> and so they do and they find the house, the exact house that Natalie Wood's character is wanting. And she's like, I knew it. I knew he was Santa Claus. And I'm like, yeah, because you got what you want because you got this house. And I'm like, that's not. It's winning somebody. It's, yeah, she's won over, but she's won over because she got this material thing that she was pouting about just a moment before because she didn't think she'd gotten. And I don't know. Maybe that's just kids. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, give me. I don't know. She was. Sorry. I, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I I see where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> It, uh, I don't know, for, I felt that way too, um, in, in so much as I didn't really warm to any of the other characters, um, to Maureen O'Hara or, or Natalie Wood for the, for, for some of the reasons that you, that you mentioned. Um, so that's kind of, for me, why I don't like it as much as maybe other people do. Um, I think, again, for me, this, the standout is the performance um, but, um, of Edmund Gwynn, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, it's not a movie that I will be watching on repeat every year, but so Ryan defend this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I'm the odd man out of this one. <laughs> well, I think, I think so, you agree with the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so we, we talked about Edmund Gwynn's. Um, performance. He is, by very definition, the perfect Santa Claus. Um, he looks like Santa Claus. Um, sounds like him. His it's just his facial features and his beard, his mannerisms. I mean, there's a reason he won um, the Oscar for it. He, he he does a very good portrayal. So that that stands out right there. Um, the movie came out in '47. Um, so uh, it was right after post um war um so there was a lot of anxieties um around so um there's some type of whimsy about this film um i found it to be uh i kind of i thought you know it kind of can cure um those anxieties that people were having at during the time it also is very big i i, I would say it is very big on consumerism <laughs> i mean there's a lot of macy's promoting in the film so um 
it, it is very much kind of that that's that's pretty you know in your face and, and i get that um but i i i, I guess i really like this movie because it, it i felt like um the acting was very well done and i thought it still brought out a good message um for for christmas and the holiday season um i liked that um Maria or Maureen O'Hara and Natalie Wood's characters were kind of skeptics and that uh, Chris Kringle wins them over um, to enjoy the holiday season. And I mean, yeah, Natalie Wood's character is a bit of, you know, she, she wants, she, she can uh, uh, talk your ear off and she, she kind of wants what she wants. But I mean, that a lot of kids, you know, I mean, there's tons of Christmas movies where kids talk about how if they don't get something that they didn't get when they were little, that's when they stopped believing in Santa Claus. I mean, they have that in the, the Tim Allen movie with the Santa Claus, and um, the one the one guy uh, didn't have his was weenie whistle, so he stopped believing in Santa Claus at three years old, and then at the <laughs> end he, he got it, so he believed in Santa Claus again. So, um, you know, that that's kind of a bit of a trope that kids portrayed in movies that they, they, they want something and then Santa Claus gives it to them. And so that's kind of the magic that mm-hmm. he must be real, you know, and, and for her to get a house at the end, that kind of, in a sense in her mind that, that dignified that, that Chris Kringle was real. Um, I didn't mind the, the, the trial. I thought it was cute. Um, you know, who would put Santa Claus on trial. I thought that that was fun. Um, but it's just, it's a charming movie. <laughs> it, it's, it didn't bother me. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just a, it's a sweet, it's a sweet movie. Um, and I get, and I, I get your guys's, you know, nitpicks at it and, <laughs> um, you know, uh, things might not, you know, not always add up and stuff, but it, it you know, there's just a, it, it, it always puts a smile on my face. It's, it's something that, um, I can enjoy every year. <laughs> That's that's my best <laughs> defense that I have against it. <laughs> that's cool, and I will say, yeah. I mean, I think Edmund Gwynn definitely deserved his Oscar. He got for I think his best supporting actor. He was really really good um, in this movie. Now, um, I still got to say a couple more things. Um, there's a character in here named Alfred, who is like this young guy. I think he's in his upper teens, who's working at Macy's. Oh yeah, and. He's played by Alvin Greenman, and he's played fine. And I have no problem with the way he's played, except the character himself is such a sad sack. <laughs> he's just like, I'm like, smile, you know, do so, be happy. Like, but he's just, he just mopes, he just mopes around the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And then, so William Frawley is in this. Uh, William Frawley from I Love Lucy or, you know, mm-hmm. Bub and My Three Sons. Mm-hmm. And, I saw in the cast listing he was he's showing up and I'm like all right cool you know and then I'll be honest with you when the movie was over I'm like who was he I'm like I don't know <laughs> like what 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 I mean I know what he kind of did in the movie he kind of uh, so the judge for the trial kept looking out at, at William Frawley in the in the in the, in the crowd in the courtroom to like get kind of uh, signals on what to do or how to but I'm like who, who is this man like what is he like the judge whisperer is he <laughs> is he you know he he kind of gets political but it 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 was just sort of a weird role um and I have to say something about this I don't know maybe in 1947 things were different mm. but I'm like why does Macy's have a psychologist like a permanent psychologist <laughs> on staff you know and I mean 
was that a thing back then where they just psychoanalyze people? They psychoanalyzed, you know, um, staff. I don't, I don't know. I, he's, he's not a very good one. Either. No, he's, he's terrible. He's an awful character. Um, <laughs> one thing I did think was cool and unexpected was, um, Jack Albertson, AKA grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka, oh, yeah. uh, is, is in this in a, in a brief scene. He, he works as a, he's a postal worker. I was like, well, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I, recognized his voice before i recognized his face because he's so young in this movie yeah um so ryan you mentioned um commercialization in the movie and yeah Yeah. macy's features a lot but i thought it was interesting that kind of one of the plot points is that um as santa claus he starts recommending other places um Mm -hmm. you know if macy's doesn't have something he he'll recommend to the parents that they go shop at gimbal's um yeah so I, I found that to be interesting. I, I'm 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 curious how like involved Macy's was in this movie because um, it, it's it features so heavily, but then at the same time, its competitors are featured as well. And there's a couple of places in the movie where, you know, this was 1947. Someone brings up how Christmas has become too commercialized. Um, and I was kind of struck by that because I was like, wow, even in 1947, people were talking about that. I, I, when when wasn't Christmas commercialized? Um, but anyway, I found that to be uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it out of 10, Ashley? Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. Uh, Ryan? It comes in at a 9 for me. <laughs> okay. I give it a 4. Um, so our score is a 6.8. Uh, it is on the tomato meter. <laughs> Uh, it's a 96% certified fresh from critics. And I'm not 80, the only one that likes it. No, no, you're not. I'm a Scrooge on this. Uh, and it's 87% uh, score from audiences. So that's Miracle on 34th Street. It is, is, you know, I admit, by many it is judged a quintessential Christmas film, not only by a bunch of nebulous people out there, but, <laughs> but our own friend Ryan here, uh, whose opinion I, I respect. So, uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys again for having me. And uh, thank you all for listening and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.